A couple of years ago, the Vatican issued this artwork for the formal exhortation and related meetings that was relevant at the time. I think it was in 2018. And as you can see, it's, well, it's bizarre and unsettling. Now, for those on on Podbean or Anchor or Spotify or Google Podcasts, you, you can't see the picture, obviously, but it depicts what looks like Christ carrying the lost sheep, but in the form of a man on his shoulders, and their heads have merged into one, with them only having three eyes between the two of them. It's odd, to say the least, and it's not the only time we've seen this bizarre art used by the Vatican to promote strange things in Rome. This came up again in the news over the weekend because the artist behind this is back with some new contributions for the Amoris Laetitia Conference for the World Meeting of Families that is scheduled for 2022. And there is something vaguely demonic about all of this, so let's look at the story and have a look at what the church says about the purpose of art from one of the foremost exorcists in the church in our time. But let's start this by checking in with the new proprietor of the famous blog, 1 Peter 5, Mr. Eric Sammons, who has taken the reins of that outlet from Mr. Steve Skojek. On Twitter, Mr. Sammons described this perfectly when he said, quote, Perhaps nothing indicates the diabolical influence of the Vatican more than its choice of artwork for its events, end quote. That's a heck of a statement, but one that is on its face true. And if you don't believe me, take a look at the statue of what we are told is our Lord, and the heavenly host at the St. Paul VI Auditorium in Vatican City. Yeah, that's ugly, and it's, frankly, demonic-looking. It also says nothing about the hall itself, which has a serpentine look to it when viewed through a fish-lens camera. Though I caution people against reading too much into that, because, you, again, you need a fisheye lens that distorts images to actually see the serpentine look. That having been said, though, there is a consistent track record of the Vatican promoting, frankly, diabolical or at least ugly art in the past few years. But I've delayed enough showing you the picture on YouTube, so here it is, the newest piece of art that we're all being subjected to. Now, if you're on the audio-only side, like, again, Podbean or Spotify or Google Podcast, then you're not seeing this unless I remember to make the podcast thumbnail the piece of art for the episode. But I'll describe it. What you'll see are three distorted human figures, one doing some kind of weird stretching over the table at the wedding of Cana, and the two others presumably being Our Lord and Our Lady their heads merged into one, complete with them only having three eyes between the two of them, with the right eye of Our Lady and the left eye of Our Lord merged into one. The image is unsettling, to say the least, and for those of you watching on YouTube, I'll remove the image from your screen now. The piece was made by an artist who has done work for the Vatican before and for various Catholic institutions, which won't surprise you. And wouldn't you know it, he's a Jesuit priest, because of course he is. Headline from Catholic News Agency. Vatican unveils official image of 2022 World Meeting of Families. Now, for those not aware, Catholic News Agency is a very measured mainstream outlet that doesn't get into polemics or have hot takes or anything. They're not the National Catholic Reporter or, you know, some guy on YouTube or whatever it is the modernists accuse Raymond Arroyo of being now. That having been said, let's get the details of the story. Quote, The Vatican unveiled Thursday the official image of the 2022 World Meeting of Families in Rome. The image, painted by the Slovenian Jesuit father Marko Ivan Rupnik, was released July 28th by the Dicastery for Laity, Family, and Life in the Diocese of Rome, which will host the event on June 22nd to the 26th, 2022. The image, entitled, This Mystery is Great, features the wedding at Cana, the first miracle of Jesus in the Gospel of John. Rupnik, the director of the Centro Aleti in Rome, is best known for seeing 
the renovation of the Redemptorist Mater Chapel in the Vatican's Apostolic Palace, which reopened in 1999 after three years of work. He redesigned the Knights of Columbus Holy Family Chapel in New Haven, Connecticut in 2005. He also designed the mosaics in the Chapel of the Holy Spirit at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. In a video exploring the new paintings meeting, Rupnik said, For us Christians, the family is the expression of a sacrament, which is the nuptial sacrament, and this changes its meaning completely, because a sacrament always implies transformation. He continued, It is within natural life that the Holy Spirit brings about the transformation of the way of existence, and he does so by transfiguring natural life not by denying it, but by embracing it and transforming it, because the primacy is no longer of nature, but of the relation. So to set up this image, on the occasion of this great gathering of families, I thought about where I should start from. What I felt was important was to show the novelty of the family according to the church, according to baptism, according to life in Christ, according to the new man. End quote. Here is some more of his work. Here's the redesign mentioned in that excerpt of the Redemptorist Mater Chapel in the Vatican. It's odd-looking, but not overly bizarre enough to be worth saying anything really negative about other than it being clearly modernist in its design. Here is his work on the Knights of Columbus's Holy Family Chapel in New Haven, Connecticut, which is very strange-looking, and in it you can see the modern art style that, for the life of me, I cannot figure out why anyone would want in a house of worship of any kind. I guess there's no accounting for taste, though. And finally, here are the mosaics in the chapel of the Holy Spirit at Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut. He designed those as well. There's a common theme there, something involving strange depictions of our Lord and of all things sacred that distorts reality. And you frequently will see in his artwork images of human beings and of, de and of course, our Lord and of apparently the Father in Heaven with their heads merged together. It's strange. In a way, his work is the ideal expression of modernist art in the church, for modernism is a theological distortion of the doctrines and dogmas of the faith. That is the nature of heresy, and while his art may not be heretical per se, it is certainly unsettling. I could continue to riff on this art, but I won't, at least for the moment. I'll take a break from that, and I'm going to address what sacred art is and what its purpose is. And for that, I turn to Father Chad Ripperger and St. Thomas Aquinas. Father Ripperger has on his website an essay of his on the subject of art in a Christian society. Here he says, quote, In order to understand the relationship of Christian art to culture, which is the topic of this address, one must have a grasp of four things. The first is the nature of art. The second, connected to the first, what is beauty. Third, what is truly Christian. And lastly, what is culture. It appears, at least to me, that our contemporaries are so confused about all four of these that we should briefly discuss each. The first is art. St. Thomas Aquinas says that art is nothing other than the right reason of some produced works. In other words, art is the application of right reason toward producing some kind of work. There are different kinds of work, and so there are different kinds of art. End quote. He then quotes St. Thomas for the purpose of art. Yes, art has a purpose. Quote, While mechanical arts aim at the production of things useful, the fine arts aim at the production of something beautiful, i.e. of works which, by their order, symmetry, harmony, splendor, etc., will give apt expression to human ideals of natural beauty as to elicit aesthetic enjoyment in the highest possible degree, end quote. Does the Jesuit art fit the definition? No, it's not an apt expression of human ideals, to put it mildly. Father Ripperger continues, quote, The fine arts, on the other hand, are there to give expression to the beauty of the natural order which we see around us. 
This comes from Aristotle's observation that art is the imitation of nature. It is fact that any art whatsoever is always in some way imitative of nature, for even the most creative of artists take things which they have experienced and use them in different ways to express some idea or image which they have in their minds. For in order for us to have anything in the imagination, it must in some way come from what we sense in reality. Even those works of art which seem to have nothing in common with reality, the artist take colors and shapes which he gets from real things and fashions them according to his concept or idea. Nothing is in our imagination that was not first in the senses, and so art has a connection to reality which is not able to be denied." End quote. Art is connected to reality, and in theology, it should use beauty to convey a sense of reality. And the art of that Jesuit is anything but beautiful. I probably come off as an old fuddy-duddy about this, and maybe I am. I don't know. Certainly, to some degree, art and its worth are purely subjective. That is, completely in the eye of the beholder. And that's why I always find it funny when traditional Catholics start railing about secular popular music or whatever, not on their merits or, you know, on, on that stuff, but just telling people to avoid it all completely. But this is about the sacred. When the secular finds itself brought into the sacred, we should be worried. The Vatican has for decades been playing kissy face with the secular world, embracing its philosophies, working with its leaders for the goals of the leaders in an effort to try to baptize their ideas, usually with less than stellar outcomes. And all in the name of the new theology and its works-based doctrines that we've all seen manifested most perfectly under Paca Papa Francis. Traditionally, sacred art was used to teach the faith in simple images that were beautiful and sublime. One could pray the rosary while meditating on a stained-glass image or a painting of the Last Supper or of the Wedding Feast at Cana or at the Passion or anything else, really. But that's not what this is today. And it's not what the St. Paul VI Auditorium is. Nor is it what that statue of Moloch is that was put into the Colosseum in Rome, allegedly by Vatican officials. Or anything else, really. The disorders in the church are most perfectly manifested in this weird turn towards the ugly we see, and this is just the latest example of it. But again, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I could be. Let me know in the comments, please, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. And for today's sources, including that Father Ripperger essay, you can find them linked in my show notes at returntotradition.org. It's the name of this podcast or channel with a .org at the end. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.